Welcome to Freedom from Attachment, Living Fulfilled, Happy, and in Love, with your host, author, entrepreneur, and behavioral relationship expert, Tracy Crossley. Before we start today's podcast, I wanted to share some comments from some of Tracy's clients that have worked with her in both group coaching situations and one-on-one coaching. And to reach out to Tracy for a discovery session, please email her at happiness at tracycrossley.com. That's happiness at tracycrossley.com. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. My aunt had told me about Tracy's podcast deal with it over a year ago. I've been listening to it ever since. So after my last breakup, I said, that's it, and decided to take the leap of faith and do coaching with Tracy. Tracy helps you break through and question your feelings and emotions and get to the root cause of those. I'm thankful for all that I have realized about myself, thanks to her. If you are noticing that you keep attracting the same type of relationships and you just can't figure out why, it's time to figure it out. Tracy will help you get there. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Freedom from Attachment. And can I get the confetti and the drums and everything else? Because guess what? This is episode seven freaking hundred. Holy shitty balls. Seven hundred. I can't even believe it's 700 episodes. Holy crap. Folks, when I first started, I did not even know if I would make it past doing one episode. It took me two years of people asking me to do a podcast, to even do the podcast, because I thought, oh, how can I commit? But here I am, almost, well, what what is it? In April, which is coming around the corner, it's basically eight freaking years. I think it was April. It was either March or April of 2015. Holy caca. Okay, guess what? I think I have a really steaming topic today that ought to be interesting to you. And I'm going to also be having some upcoming episodes with people in my programs. Like uh, I'm going to be doing some live coaching with people from Mastery that we're going to coach on certain things that are so relevant to all the people out there listening who are in attached situations. So I think it's going to be really helpful, kind of, you know, changing it up a little. I like to do that. If you've listened, I know some of you have listened to all of my episodes because I I get those emails and you tell me, I've listened to 500 of your episodes. And I think that's great if it's helpful to you. Um, And at the same time, I also, again, keep thinking about what are other ways that can be super helpful to you. So this one is called, they said they love me. Why don't they act like it? holy cannoli, I have been there. So you have assumptions and expectations, which in turn cause you pain when you're attached to how you think someone else should act. Yeah, right. Okay. She said she only wants to date me, but it seems like she can't ever make the time for me. Wow. Or he said he loves me. Okay. So why doesn't he act like it? So the promises in your mind, just those three little words start to, let's say, trigger. All of a sudden, it's supposed to fulfill you, right? Those three little words are supposed to fulfill something. Like there's a promise in those words, even though somebody's not promising you anything. They're just saying, I love you, right? When I was in an attached relationship, those three words were like a permission slip. Okay, 
everything is going to be fine now. What wasn't working is going to all of a sudden work. And this relationship is finally going to progress. It's going to stop being painful. He's going to act right. It was always about him acting right, by the way. You know, forget about me, right? Uh, yeah, no, that didn't work that way. It was basically the same as the day before, except I would be more attached because now it seemed there was real meaning there with those three little words, right? And the thing is, it wasn't that I was more attached to the person. I was more attached to the results. That's what sucks. So what the hell am I talking about today? Well, you as an attached person are hanging on to the words and actions of another person, right? You have it as your lifeline, even if you're more avoidant, okay? A lot of avoidants like to pine away for people and be lonely and single. Uh, hi, I did that too. So, you know, uh, the words and actions of this person can really feel like it's what's keeping you going, right? Whether you have a good day or a bad day. Like literally think about it. If you get what you want from somebody, meaning the words from somebody, uh, it'd be great if you had the actions too. Think about how your mood is that day versus you don't hear from the person you're attached to that day. How does that change your mood? Oh, yeah. So you may be pissed off at the whole thing, especially if you're an anxious avoidant because you don't want to be in this position versus someone who's more anxious is not necessarily pissed that they're in the position, but they just want what they want. And the focus is really on that where somebody who's anxious avoidant as being mostly an avoidant, you don't really want to be where you are. Right. And so the issue is you focus on struggle and you stay in struggle. And this is your focus. Literally, attachment has us focusing on struggle it is what we know. It is what we were born into. And it is often what we constantly recreate unconsciously. Yeah, unconsciously. See, this is the thing. Like, I am not about, <clears throat> first of all, if you feel shame or you feel negative feelings, you know, like this brings up stuff, that's okay because you only know what you know. Like I only know what I know. Okay. As far as what is consciously something you're aware of in your own behavior. But a lot of times we don't know, like we don't see under the surface of why we're doing what we're doing. The problem is I love you is fluid. It's non-attachment. I love you means there's no attachment there. And if you take it like that, you would have no need for a display of it. Now, that isn't saying that uh, relationships don't provide that because healthy relationships, these things are displayed without the struggle from the beginning and not, oh, hey, I love you. And now my behavior is going to be better. It's consistent and it progresses from the beginning of a healthy situation. You're not sitting there wondering where the hell this person is who has told you, hey, let's get together this weekend. They're already talking to you by Wednesday or Thursday. Hey, what are you doing? What, what are we doing this weekend? Let's do something. They are in contact with you. You don't have to arm wrestle them to get you or to get them to do anything. So for the attached, getting an I love you as a milestone is instead something to stop searching for and to really look at the reality of the situation you're in and the reality that you keep saying yes to in hopes of it changing or getting better. And here's the thing. I never tell people to leave prematurely. There's a reason you're choosing this. And yes, you are choosing this. 
Because when you can own your choice, you're going to start feeling more confident and empowered rather than feeling like you're a victim of circumstances, which makes you feel like you had no choice. You had no power in choosing this person. So you have to look at what do you tolerate? What do you feel bad about? And why do you feel I love you is going to make it better? Or you've heard I love you and it's not making it better. And you keep trying to make it better because damn it, I love you should mean something. Well, of course it does. but it doesn't always mean the same thing to everybody. And it could mean the same thing, but that doesn't mean someone's actions are going to be the actions you want them to be. So why does this matter? Well, if you're totally over these relationships that cause you pain and agony, oh yes. And you're ready to take some responsibility because you want to have a healthy relationship someday, then this is really important. Why else does this matter? If you're sick of being in a struggle in your love life, this is so important. And number three, if you are tired of hurting yourself with the stories you create based on I love you and what that means, you will put up with, then this is important. Literally, I completely get it. I can just tell you, I think I walked around in pain most of my life. And thought that was like my normal way of being. Like, there, that's just it. I am just meant to be in pain. And relationships are, are some kind of salve to the wound. But, you know, even in my, my first marriage, which was basically built on chemistry and attachment, uh, it's just, it was really interesting, I think, because when I was younger, I didn't really realize that. And when I look back, we didn't really have anything that was deep. There was no depth to our relationship whatsoever. But I would have told you something different because that intensity of our attraction made me feel like, oh, this is deep. In fact, I based intensity, and I've talked about this in other podcasts, on what I believed a relationship meant, which is completely crazy. So yeah, I mean, I think it is completely funny how we come up with these random ideas of what matters or what doesn't matter or what love means or how you feel. And attachment is intensity. Love is not intensity. So I'm going to give you guys, uh, I got three examples of what this craziness is. The first one, he sent a text. You know, I really do love you. This is the text. You know, I really do love you. And I was just thinking about you, right? You get a text like that. And your expectations do what? Oh, they go through the roof, right? So, of course, it felt great for validation purposes that there was some meaning between the two of you. But now you want a normal relationship and you are not seeing a difference. He doesn't text any more to you that day. Like you get that wonderful, I love you. You know, you know, I really do love you, blah, blah, blah. And then you don't hear from this person the rest of the day, right? Guy or girl. And you don't hear from this person till the next afternoon. And this person acts like nothing ever changed or happened. And you're stuck in anger. Like, what's up, motherfucker? <laughs> you know, like you said you love me and what the hell, right? Because you're just losing it at this point. Like, what are you saying to me? And yet they are totally nonplussed by the whole thing. They're just like, yeah, hey, yeah, of course I do. 
and they're still in their same mode. So you can't get out of the intensity of the rumination that you've been in because, of course, ever since they told you that, you're in a state of rumination, right? And story, 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 story just goes around and around in your head along with your expectations. That's one example. Second example, you've been dating and she says she's going to get back to you. She'll text you back in crickets. You keep reexamining what you said last to her. And it seems like you think maybe you should have rephrased your question about Saturday night differently. Maybe you came on too strong or you seem too needy. Maybe you shouldn't have asked her at all. You seem to think you're in control of whether you get a response or not. This is the funny part. We think that what we have said is why or why not someone is answering us. And it literally has nothing to do with it. I get texts all the time from people, you know, now that I'm not in an attached situation and I have become a horrible texter. I have become the person who doesn't text people back immediately. And it is not because I'm trying to be a dick. I basically don't text people back a lot of the time because I will read it and then I'll be like, okay, I got to get back to them and I get busy and then I totally forget. That's not an excuse. It's just sharing with you. Like a lot of times we tend to think that someone is doing something to us and we personalize it when that's not the case. And then you think you're in the control of, well, I said this, so they're reacting to that. You have to get out of that assumption shit. But that's what we do, especially when you have the I love you hanging over it, right? So you have to look at the fact that you also believe on some level you're tolerated as though you're not really lovable, right? And you can feel depressed and anxious because you're not sure what to do. Like this can literally take you down, right? And question if you're a good person or if you're worth loving, if you're anything at all. I know because I've been there. And that's why all of this, whenever I'm speaking to it, I really try to speak from knowing how this feels, from having clients that are in this place, having myself, having all these examples. Hi, I've lived all these examples. So it's like, trust me when I say you can get through this, you can get to the other side, but it's undoing these things, undoing all of this conditioning that has you feeling this kind of pain. Okay. You know, because of course, um, my parents, I had emotionally unavailable parents. So how would I learn that love is something easy rather than this complicated horse shit that I used to think it was? All right. The third example, you sent a text and then you called after sending the text because you felt it might come across better in your own voice. What did you say? Well, you said, I miss you and I would love to see you or something like I love you and I just need to say it to you. Basically, you've said something that you thought was being open and honest and, you know, vulnerable, but it's not because there's strings attached because after you sent the text and then you're like, oh, shit, I better call because that might not have come out right. And that means that you're now in a place of strings are there and you need to answer me, jackass. Right. And you cannot do anything but think about when is this person answering me? You feel you crafted something easy for he or she to answer you. But what you did was you tried to manipulate an answer. When you're truly, truly, truly vulnerable, no strings are attached. Yeah, no strings, folks. That's a hard one. Oh, my God. It was so hard. I remember 
feeling like a wall of pain, like a wall inside of me that was high and wide and I couldn't climb over it. And I was just buried in it because all I could do is focus on what am I going to hear from this person again? Or when I would hear from them, I would either be angry or I would be grateful for a second, but then I'd usually be angry because I was pissed that I was in the position I was in. And I was blaming the other person when I should have looked to myself not to be angry with myself, because that's the thing we do, which doesn't help anything. Uh, but to look at myself and go, oh, my God, Tracy, you you need to do something here for yourself. So what is the lesson here? and What can you do? I always say you got to start with awareness, right? It's always the first step. It's the second step. <sighs> this is a big one. You got to stop lying to yourself. Do not say I'm doing things without strings attached if you ever want a response from anybody. I can say I love you to somebody and I don't need them to respond. And if they do, cool. But it's not why I'm saying I love you. I'm not saying I love you to get a conversation going to reassure me and validate me that everything's okay. And we do that, right? We kind of put that little thing out there. Is everything okay? I'll find out because I'm sending this message. And if they don't answer, then I'm going to know nothing's okay. I'm going to go off the deep end, right? Oh, done that too. Yeah. So <clears throat> this is what we do unconsciously is we tell ourselves a story and we get stuck in a feeling you know, which is usually bad. And we want to be rescued from our pain. And we do. That's what we want the validation for. Please tell me I'm okay. Please come tell me that you haven't left me. Please tell me I'm not abandoned, right? So to be honest with yourself is to suss out your own lies that you tell yourself, especially about another person. Well, they said they love you. What does that mean to you? You got to look at that, right? If you don't look at that and you just go, ah, you know, huh, okay, um, they said they love me, but they're not acting like it. And of course I can see all the things wrong with me. Maybe I need to lose 10 pounds. Maybe I need to get plastic surgery. I don't know. Maybe I need to grow another head. Anyways, <laughs> whatever. So we listen to this and, and this is what we do to ourselves. So what can I elaborate here? Well, first, of course, I want to share this little audio with you. Does insecure attachment have you tied up in knots or headed for the hills? Wouldn't you love to change it once and for all? The solution is in Tracy's program, Mastery. It will transform how you feel, what you want for yourself, and the people you choose to date and mate. It will set you free from the torment of insecure attachment. For those who are anxious and avoidant, this program is for you. All you have to do is show up and do the work. If you can do that for six months, healthier, happier relationships are yours to have. Listen to what a couple of people have to say about mastery. Like, I, ju I just think your method, and I'm not just saying it because I'm talking to you now, like I've been to therapy and uh, I think what you do is a lot more effective and gets results faster. Um, when I think of the therapy that I've done, the amounts of therapy that I've done, couldn't get into a relationship. And uh, within six months of being in mastery, I was in a secure relationship. So yeah, I mean, how can a PhD teach you anything about that? I don't know. I just am so grateful that you are responding back to me. Um, I love, love, love this work. Love it. Um, I can't get enough of it. I love learning about it. I love how it's helping me and I'm grateful for you. So thanks, Tracy. Email happiness at tracycrossley.com to learn more and set up a call to discuss what is the winning hand in permanently changing you to a securely attached person. 
So you have to look at what happens in your brain when you hear I love you. Look at the stories you create and all the shoulds that go with it. He should do this. She should do that. Literally, you can hear this stuff in your head. And you probably also think, finally, finally, I can be accepted, right? Because you want someone else to accept you before you accept you, because how can you accept yourself? That is a difficult thing. And you want this relationship to be normal. And everyone who loves me will stop bitching at me to stop being in this situation. Now that this person admits that they love me and thinks I am the greatest thing since sliced bread, although they didn't say that, but you know, that's hopefully what's going on here, right? So what you want to do is look at all of the lies on top of the stories. Oh, now that they love me, I can finally have what I want. That's a lie. Now that they love me, I'm worth it. That's a lie. Because to have what you want isn't in the form of another person just saying, I love you. What you want is a healthy relationship, right? So it's not really true. And you don't need to mold it into that because that's a lot of work that you don't really have to do. And they're loving you doesn't mean you're worth it or not. Because here's the thing, in a healthy relationship, if someone loves you and you don't love you, guess what? You feel like caca poo poo. That person's love ain't saving you from not loving yourself. In fact, healthy relationships sort of force you, I think, on a spiritual journey. If you're somebody who's in, you know, this path. And by the way, attachment forces you into a spiritual journey if you use it for that. Absolutely. But the thing is, you're moving in that direction. Okay. So you want to take your expectations and question them. Where are they from and how old are they? And, and really, this is so key because the other person can, they're, they're probably having their own issues because if they're not in a healthy thing with you, they're not healthy either. So anything dependent on another person gives you the mirror to, oh, I feel lack. They're not giving you anything. It's a state of lack. You have to love yourself. You have to do the things that show you matter. And that does not mean the other person is going to do shit. You don't want to live like that. But anyways, there's a lot. And you want to take your expectations. You want to question them, where they're from, how old are they? Again, it's, it's all about how old is this shit? It goes back to childhood. I guarantee it. I can go on, but I'm giving you guys a lot. Because if you really take in what I'm saying, you're going to be able to affect some change. So what's the universal truth? Well, you have the right to constantly be hooked on what you think someone else is going to give you to make you okay or rescue you from yourself, or you can take a stand for your own truth and realize that any fear of loss outside of you is not real. As long as you're alive, love is available to you. So basically, what did we talk about today? Well, getting hooked on the words, I love you and all the meaning that it doesn't mean and how it doesn't change your relationship and blah, blah, blah. And I have two podcasts that this relates to. Number 642, freedom from attachment. How do I love me when I'm so focused on the idea of others loving me? Number 335, journey of attachment. Do you love them and leave them? Because that's always a good one. Because most of us are anxious avoidance. That was what I always wanted to do. So I'd have the upper hand. So if you go to my website, by the way, to the podcast page, tracycrossley.com slash podcast, there's a search bar there. You can pop in keywords, you know, like whatever you're going through. Pretty much there's 700 episodes you can look up, but do that if you really are like, okay, Trace, you know, I, I really need to focus on, um, I don't know, my attachment style. There's, I don't know how many podcasts on attachment style, but just pop that in and you can listen to more. And also I have a free group on Facebook. Um, it's called Overcoming Insecure Attachment, which is also like my book. 
my book, Overcoming Insecure Attachment. If you haven't gotten it, get it. Know that it is written so you do this work emotionally, even though you're going to probably intellectualize it because it's easy to do that. It is. It's, it's harder to do when you have someone helping you, which is why I have my mastery program. But Overcoming Insecure Attachment, any bookseller online sells it. So with that, you guys, you all take care. If you have any ideas you want to see or hear in a podcast, you can send them to info at tracycrossley.com and, or you can send it to happiness at tracycrossley.com. Either one. All right, you guys take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions about today's show, reach out to Tracy at info at tracycrossley.com. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star rating so it can be heard by more people. And to find out more about her programs, workshops, coaching, and her new book entitled Overcoming Insecure Attachment, visit tracycrossley.com.